Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine and may God bless you mightily. Kindly like, subscribe and share. We're definitely keen on spreading the word of God. The love that the Lord has for us is so amazing. We are here today to just hear from him. We're here today to just even have time for our friends, our family, our work. The Lord has blessed us. He's blessed our families. He's blessed our the work of our hands. And so we will just thank the Lord. Father God in heaven, we come before you graciously humbled we glorify your name you have blessed us today you have blessed us in this wednesday you have blessed us in the beginning of this week we are now in the midweek oh god we thank you for all that you have done for us it is very important for us to count our blessings and name them one by one you have kept us in good health you have given us wealth you have given us blessings you have given us honor you have shown us your mercy your kindness you forgive us each day it is not just about money it is not just about materialistic things it's not just about approval of others oh god all those are minor things of this world the greater things that you give us are things that are intangible that flow through you through the power of jesus christ the holy spirit delivers himself and so father god we thank you we thank you for our families we thank you for the work of our hands that you have given us the ability to even work to study to go forth and do the will that you have for us. Father God, we are thankful for peace and security. We're thankful that you're able to go to bed at night and wake up. We're thankful that you're able to wake up and not be in grief or be in sorrow, oh God. And Lord, even if we're in grief and sorrow, you walk with us, you comfort us. So Father God, we just like to thank you. We honor you. We worship you. We are gracefully humbled that you have blessed us today. As we go forth, as we continue the rest of the week, may we continue to be blessed and favored. I ask you to send the Holy Spirit into this platform. As the word is released unto your people, Lord God, let it become flesh and dwell amongst us the same way Christ. Christ, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I ask all this trusting and believing in you, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, whom I humbly serve in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of Exodus, and I'll be reading Exodus chapter 33, verses 18 and 19. And Moses said, I beseech you, show me your glory. And I'm reading verse 19 from the Amplified Classic Version. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, before you, for I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy and loving kindness on whom I will show mercy and loving kindness. Hallelujah. This is a scripture of which Moses asked things of God and God delivered. And you know, it brings me forth to the word Jesus says, ask and you shall receive. Now, if we look at Exodus 32, just prior to that, Moses had been in the mountain and he had been receiving God. He'd been receiving the word of God. He'd been receiving the fellowship with God. He had received the tablets that had the the Ten Commandments. And while he was having his fellowship with God, God actually told him, you've come all the way here. Yes, you're delayed, but look at what your people are doing. And he informs Moses how the Israelites have gotten quite impatient because Moses has taken his time to go back. They've taken all their ornaments and jewelry and they turned it into a calf and they started worshipping that calf, saying it is the calf that brought them out of Egypt. And so 
Moses returns back with Joshua and 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 his uh, army and he kills about 3000 men through the Levites because he had made a decision and he said those who are for God should cross over to him at the gate or at the entrance of their camp and he gave them instructions he was so mad even that he broke the tablets that God had written on regarding the commandments and of course you know he went back to the mountain and he asked for forgiveness for the people and God said that at the right time he would punish the people and after that he sends a plague and so now God gives Moses instructions and he tells him it's time for your people to leave and of course with all that had happened the people had seemed to have learned their lesson were now trying to figure out what do we need to do to hear from God after all we have done shall God still you know walk with us and they seemed quite bothered but during the journey as they were making their way for God had told them that he was going to send an angel before them to destroy all these um uh we call them tribes and communities because he had promised that land to be given to the descendants of Abraham and the Israelites were descendants of Abraham so he had instructed an angel would go before and drive out the people in Canaan the Amorites the Hittites the Hivites and the Jebusites and he did mention to Moses that his people were stiff-necked and he didn't want to be around people who were stiff-necked because he believed that in his presence the people who were stiff-necked would be destroyed and so this humbled the israelites and he said that he wanted he encouraged them to leave their ornaments and follow him and it might just seem very basic but in other words Moses was telling them that you have to have an open heart and an open mind to receive what God has for you it might not be something you're used to or you um understand or it's something that follows along the line the principles you have but he actually told them be open to receive from the Lord God so while they were pitching camp Moses would take his tent away from the camp where the people were and he would pitch his tent and a cloud would come and Moses would actually fellowship and hear from God and every day people would stand at their tents to actually hear what God has told Moses and so in one of these meetings God was speaking to Moses face to face as he spoke to a friend and this was quite inspiring if you read the scripture you'll hear these uh, words or read these words in Exodus chapter 33 verse 11 and it's amazing that Moses would speak to God face to face and Joshua would stay back at the tent when Moses has left just to you know feel the presence of God it tells us how we should be fellowshipping with God it tells us how we should be looking to seek the presence of God in our lives we should be like Moses striving to see God face to face and at the same time be like Joshua not willing and ready to depart from the tent where God is or where God would come and so in one of the conversations he says 
to God that he wants to know what the plan is. He wants to know where the heading is. And he would say, you have found, you say you have given me favor and you truly have given me favor in your sight. But I want to know and become more deeply and intimately acquainted with you, perceiving and recognizing and understanding more strongly and clearly that I will find favor in your sight. And the Lord can also do this for his people. These are the words that Moses told God. And God responded and said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And sometimes we just need to ask. And you'd think by such a prayer, which was in Exodus 33, 13, and the fact that God himself had answered, you asked for it, I have given it to you. Moses would stop. And Moses says, no, I want you to understand that if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us from up here. He would insist to the Lord that, yes, you have said you'll give me favor when we go to that place. But if you do not go with me, God, then don't carry us out from here. And he goes on to say in verse 16, For by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinguished? I and your people from all the other people upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have asked. For you have found favor, loving kindness and mercy in my sight. And I know you personally and by name. And Moses now goes to say, I beseech your glory. Show me your glory. And so, saints, these sounds like, it's not really about blessings. It's not really about favor. It's not really about the loving kindness of God. It's not really about the great things God does for us. Moses is teaching us here that we should seek the excellence of God. We should seek the glory of God. Beseech you, he says, show me your glory. I beseech you, show me your glory. The words of Moses. And God goes on to say, you have it. Now, you could see that God gave Moses favor. God gave him blessings. He gave him an unction, an ordination. Moses could do great things, but that wasn't enough. And I now realize, and this is what I'd like to share in this devotional today, that blessings are one thing. Grace is a great thing. Mercy, loving kindness from God is another thing. But all these are because of God. So we should not seek the end products of God. We should seek from the source itself. We should seek the source itself. We should not be practicing our faith because we want to see the favor of God. We should not be practicing our faith because God will tell us we'll enter heaven. We should not be practicing our faith because we shall not die but live. We should be practicing our faith in order to be in the presence of God. Exodus 33 is a very humbling scripture for me. And I hope it's humbling for you as well. I hope you get time to actually read it and just seek the fellowship of God. We should be seeking the presence of God. God gave what Moses needed in order to make his journey. Not only did he send an angel to destroy the enemy, 
that was occupying his space, the enemy that was in the land that he had promised Abraham. He was saying that I will give you favor, greatness, kindness, all these good things. And he had insisted that the people should not be stiff-necked. They should be open and ready and willing to receive what God had given them. But Moses would seek God, seek him and have a face-to-face conversation and say, God, I cannot go forth without you. I cannot seek all these things you have told us to go get without you. And he says that how can we be distinguished from other people on earth? How will people know that we have truly found favor in your sight? You can have great things in your life right now. And people will say, oh, Maxine, you're just lucky. Oh, Maxine, your family blessed you. Oh, John, you had a lucky uncle or a gracious uncle who decided to leave you an inheritance. Oh, you had a loving godmother who decided to give you a car or give you a job. Or because the boss liked you, he gave you this promotion. When favor comes, it can come in the form of man. It can come in the form of situations. It can come from people. After all, God blesses man through man. And sometimes people are also driven by their own love for certain people and their happiness towards them to favor them. True. But what will distinguish the favor from God in your life than the favor from God, the favor from any other man? What will people stand out to say, no, this is not just luck. This is not somebody liking this other person. This is not somebody favoring a person because they can. This is because of God. That's what we should strive for. And it's not the end result that we are striving for. Because the way to get that end result of which people distinguish you from themselves, of which people distinguish you from other people who are favored, would say the Lord is with them. The Lord is with John. The Lord is with Grace. The Lord is with Miriam. The Lord is with Margaret. The Lord is with Maxine. The Lord is with you. Remember what the angel Gabriel said unto Mary. The Lord is with you. That's what he started his conversation with. And he went on to say, that is why you're blessed and favored. And so we must seek the presence of God. And it's not a hunting expedition. It is a state of openness to receive him. Moses didn't go looking for Jesus. Moses didn't go looking for God. Moses didn't go looking for the Holy Spirit. Moses separated himself from the people at the camp. He pitched his tent. He entered the tent and the cloud descended upon that tent. And Moses saw God. Moses spoke to God face to face. And whatever Moses asked, God gave. And Moses in his wisdom hallelujah, went on to say, what you're giving is not enough. What I seek is you, your presence. Because God said, if I go with you, these stiff-necked people, I will destroy them. It shows how powerful God is. The presence of God is so great that everything that causes us to be stiff, everything that causes chaos and infirmity, distraction and ridiculousness from our lives will be destroyed. So are you seeking the blessing or are you seeking God, his presence, to fellowship with him, 
this is inspiring. Wouldn't you want to see God face to face? And you know what? It doesn't have to be a face to face. It's the presence of God in your life. It's the presence of God in your life that you are glorified. James, John the Baptist would say, God, let me decrease for you to increase. We must create room. We we must create a presence in our hearts and spirits to receive the Lord God, our Savior. And we don't have to do anything complex. Moses had to climb a mountain. He had to spend greater days than 40 days and 40 nights. We have Jesus. We have Jesus Christ. We have our Lord and Savior who's already said the work has been done. And he has given us the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I will be with you always. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you want God? I will bring him to you. You don't have to seek him. Just believe. Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. I will come and descend unto your life. Listen to my teachings. Listen to my word. Obey my instructions. Be of service. Praise and worship. Fellowship. Things we need to do to seek God. We don't have to climb mountains. We don't have to take journeys. We just have to separate ourselves from what is norm in this world. And the presence of God comes to us. And so as you end your Wednesday and you start your Thursday, I pray that these are words that you will tell God as you start your day or as you end your day. I beseech you, O God, show me your glory. The glory of God is not just you experiencing great finer things and majestic mighty things in your life that people will say that this person is different from us. No, it's not the results. That's just something that happens with the whole experience in itself. The glory of God is the presence of God in your life. His excellence manifests in your life. I pray that you get to experience the glory of God. I pray that you experience the presence of God in your life. And it's not something difficult that cannot be attained All we have to do is be like Moses, that despite blessings such as kindness, mercy, love, and favor in the sight of men, because God has granted us favor, we are bold enough to ask the Lord, I want you. So do you want Jesus? If you do, speak forth in your altar and say, Father, my God in heaven, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, And Holy Spirit, the Father of all spirits, the life of God himself, my heart is open. I receive you. I beseech you, show me your glory. Have a lovely Wednesday and may God bless you.